Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode six of the Everything Baseball Podcast. I'm your host, Frankie Saracino, and today we are going to be going over the American League West, and we are joined by special guest, Anthony Tabella. Ant, where are you calling in from? Calling in from uh, freezing cold Minneapolis today. I'm excited to be on the show. Thank you, guys. And um, I'm coming in hot with some takes, so everyone better be ready. Now, what's ooh, the temperature ooh. in uh, Minnesota right now? It's actually nice today. It's, uh, I think it's like 40. So mm-hmm. I'll be heading to the golf course after this, actually, to get the, uh, the clubs warmed up for season. Ooh, but ooh. I can't wait for baseball either, so I'm excited. Nice and toasty out, 40 degrees. Franco, how uh-huh. is it in Atlanta today? We're looking good. Nice, nice and like 65 out there. Nice, normal temperature. Yes. Not, not hot, too not cold. cold. <laughs> no. All right. So as we always do, we got to start from the bottom and uh, work our way up. So who do you guys got at the bottom? Do you have the Rangers or the Mariners? I got the Rangers because the Mariners have way more potential than this team. I'm yeah, also going to go agree. with the Rangers. All right. Yeah. So let's just start it up. So leading off, you have the glitch in uh, Ian Kiner Falefa. This guy <laughs> playing. Shortstop, he plays third base. He's also a catcher. If you need a fantasy catcher and you want some guy that actually hits, this guy's pretty solid. He's going to give you around a 260 average, 320 on base percentage, and a little pop, maybe 10 home runs. But uh, he's going to get a lot of at-bats, around 500 at-bats plus, with around 14 stolen bases. So this guy's really good for fantasy if you need a catcher, and he really doesn't even play catcher. So that's really good. Then um, in the outfield, you got Willie Calhoun. He is also uh, compatible at DH. He, same kind of thing, 250 average, 310, 320 on base percentage. And he's got a little pop in his bat, around 20 home runs you're going to get out of him. Joey Gallo is the big face of this team. Um, he's going to have around 500 at-bats. They project him around 40 home runs, which I think is very well possible. And he's going to get the majority of RBIs for this team with around 90 to 100. He's the big power bat, and he gets on base, too, at a solid clip around a third of the time with 330 OBP. And his average isn't that good, but since he gets on base so much, a 211 projected average is still really solid. Um, David Dahl was one of their big offseason pickups, I think. This is a very underrated pickup in Dahl. He's a really solid outfield bat. He's going to give you around 20 home runs, an average of about 250 in an on-base percentage of around 300 he's a solid bat solid glove and he's going to be he's a solid piece for texas um then you got nick solak former top prospect uh at second base and he also plays the outfield little pop in his bat as well around 20 home runs um 60 ish rbis and he gets on base at a decent clip around 340 uh, 34 percent of the time and his average is around 270 so he's a solid talent um rest of the lineup kind of just falls off after that you got ronald guzman don't worry about him jose trevino same kind of thing uh rudent odor bad i just looked relevant. at it i just looked at his stats yeah bad. he hasn't been relevant since uh he punched jose batista in the face <laughs> and uh leody tavares who's their uh top pros one of their top prospects and he's going to be really solid for them in the outfield coming into his rookie year obviously we're not expecting too much but if he gets around 50 home runs and hits around 250 260 I think you're happy with that as a Texas Rangers fan and it's pointing in the right direction for you yeah 
I'd have to agree. This team doesn't have much going for them. They got a couple young guys that are going to come up, but I mean, that's about it. They got Joey Gallo. It's, yeah. Um, so subpar to average is what I would define this lineup as. Again, the major pieces we keep talking about, Joey Gallon. I think David Dahl's going to be a good acquisition, like Frankie was talking about. But, again, the major concern is coming out of Colorado, does that affect his numbers? I mean, we know that's a, that's a hitter's park out there in Colorado. And will moving to Texas a little further down south affect his numbers? We'll see. I mean, they kind of got him for a steal. I think they picked him out for about $2.3 million on a one-year deal. Yeah, it was a very so, team-friendly contract. So Definitely a team-friendly contract. And I was also a little intrigued that Colorado let him go so easily. He was such a solid player for so many years in Colorado. But um, I guess it was time to move on, get him in a new atmosphere. So I, I think he could have a good year. Um, but does it carry him over the hump to an 80-win team? I don't think so. No, um, I don't think so either. And then we talk about Joey Gallo as the, the big centerpiece. And – I think the tell for the Texas Rangers future was getting rid of Lance Lynn and getting and not re-signing him. I think they may move towards moving Gallo in uh, the year to pick up prospects, move him to a team that's ready to win, and then maybe build around some other players, younger prospects that that we'll talk about here in a second. So, yeah. Excuse me. They got, uh, after losing Lance Lynn, their projected starters don't look that solid. They got Kyle Gibson at the one. Couldn't mm-hmm. tell you much about him. You know anything about him, guys? No. No. Uh, Jordan Lyles, you know anything? Nope. <laughs> uh, Dan Dunking, you know anything? Danny Duncan. Yeah, no, Dan. <laughs> uh, not, not the YouTuber, no. And then I don't even want to butch his name at the four, but I know he pitched for the Braves. Yeah, so Mike Fultonevich. Yeah. Fultonevich, yeah. I'm surprised he's that low in this rotation because I think no he's their ace. Yeah, to be honest, I, I would I agree. I was just about to say, like, I think that's their ace. Um, this is just the, bad. They're yeah, going to have to scrap bad. together some wins because this rotation looks rough. Yeah, very rough. Um, and then let's see the let's see the bullpen behind him. Which, I just can't understand why you would take a guy like Lance Lynn who, out of that rotation who's been proven. You probably have a big salary cap for a guy like that. I mean, he had a great year last year. Granted, it was the COVID year, but, I mean, he's a centerpiece. You could win a game. At, I mean, you feel solid about one game a week at least, you know, right. with him on the bump. And it's like leaving those guys up to, to scrap together – 60, 70, maybe 80 wins. I don't I don't know if that looks I don't even think sixty is possible with that. Yeah, rotation. I mean this is this that rotation they're gonna I don't know, they're gonna like need you're, to you're praying that Mike Fultonevich has a good start. Like <laughs> yeah. that's your ace. Yeah, I agree. I think I've heard of Kyle Gibson, but like uh, I've never really watched him. Yeah, I don't think they have I the best track records, these guys. Yeah. These guys right. don't um now what are we looking at? The bullpen now? Yeah, I got one guy that stands out to me here. Jose Leclerc. Jose Leclerc. Leclerc is pretty solid. Yeah, I think he's gone by the end of the year. Yeah, another guy that can do a whole revamp, like you said. Yeah, they got to revamp. I mean, Gallo is a nice piece to send out to a team that's ready to win, that needs a power outfielder. I mean, mean, what about uh, what if we send uh, Gallo off to the Dodgers? I think the Dodgers could use a big, big power bat like Joey Gallo. (laughs) 
Yeah. I can see it. I can see it. Do you, the thing with Gallo is, is he easier to send to a, an American League team? Because by the end of his career, later on in his career, is he just like a Stanton? Is he just a DH guy? I or think he's, put yeah. he's similar he's to like a gone. Nelson Cruz kind of guy. He's going to be a hitter. He's in the major leagues to be a hitter and hit home runs. So Yeah, I, I, so I think an American League team has more of an appeal towards a Gallo. But you never know. Maybe the, eventually down the road they do add the DH to the NL. People right. sleep so. on his – he has a great glove, Joey Gallo, to be honest. He does have a good glove. He has yeah. a great glove, to be honest. So, I mean, he's not but bad that, in that department either. So, But that type of that frame big. of a player, the body is going to get – we see what's going on with Stanton. Yeah. I mean, Gallo's and, similar size to Stanton, 6'5", 250, so. So maybe is he a career boy. DH by the end of the turn? Yeah, I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, we'll he will see. Once he's like 35, I mean, he's only and he's only 27 years old, so we can't be yeah. putting him as like that's ancient. True, he's <laughs> yeah, he is young, young dude. He's been in the league for a while since he's been 21 years old. So, mm-hmm. all right, um, yeah, as for anyone else in this bullpen, I don't even know, know if it's worth our time. <laughs> um, no, Brett DeJoux no. has a nice name at the bottom of the relief I see there, coming in with a nice solid five ERA. <laughs> um, but at, you, this is this is a low end bullpen. You're looking at high four ERA guys. Um, these are inning eaters when you're down, and these guys are going to come in and just fill in innings. Is what it looks like to me. I don't think anyone's. You'll have Jose Leclerc come in and close some games for you, but other than that, I think you're you're pretty consistent throughout the bottom half, and it's pretty much the same type of guy you're going to get. So I think what the what the Rangers need to do is they need to really improve their already solid farm system. They got a yep. top prospect, uh, Josh Jung, catcher Sam Huff, Dane Dunning. Um, he's a starting pitcher. Maybe he'll turn out to something. Um, they have Leody Tavares, who's going to start this year, and Cole Wynn. I've heard nothing but good things about as uh, one of my former coaches actually worked with him in the minor league. So I'm I'm excited to see what this guy can do. What's yeah. interesting to me is that this team took such a steep decline. I mean, it was it felt like it was 2016, not too long ago. I mean, it was only four or five years ago now, and they were they were in the divisional against the Jays, and they took that 3-0 loss. And uh, I, it's just amazing how quick this team turned. They lost a couple key players, and some guys got older, and they're stuck in this position now. Because this is a pretty – I mean, it's, it's a solid franchise. It's not like it's a joke franchise. I mean, the Rangers have some history, and – I. They're probably a couple years out. I think we all can agree on that. So, yeah, I think they're three years out minimum. They could be contenders in four or five years. So that's what we say. We say that about most teams are at the bottom because it's always it's like in baseball, it's like a cycle. It's not like basketball or these other sports where it's always like a that dominating team. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, things cycle around and uh, bad teams get their shots. So, I mean, right. So I think I think we said all we need to say about the Rangers. Um. Mm-hmm. So let's just get into our standouts. Who wants to start it off? How about you? Frank? I mean, I started yeah. off. I, I went. I go David Dahl, the new, the new, the new acquire, the new acquisition. Yeah. Uh, in 2019, he gives you a three, 302 batting average, 15 homers, 113 hits, his on base percentage 353. I don't think Colorado affected him because he's not a guy who hits a lot of home runs. He'll hit 15. I mean, he played 100 games at 15 home runs. That's, 
I don't think it's going to affect him. He's more of a contact guy, good feel, a good fielder, and he's going to be solid for this team, probably the second best player on this team. So it's whoever wants to say Joey Gallo, go for it. <laughs> Frank, if you want to talk about Gallo, that's fine. No, I got I got a different guy. I got oh, yeah? Who you got? The key for the Rangers is Mike Fultonevich. Okay. Oh, Always got to give some respect to starting pitching. And when a team doesn't have a lot, you got to hope that this guy can get it done. In 2018 in Atlanta, he had an ERA of 285 in 183 innings pitched and uh, only 0.8 home runs per nine with 9.9 strikeouts per nine. He's re- he has the potential to do this again with the Texas Rangers. And mm-hmm. obviously, if he's able to do this every fifth day, then – the Rangers are really happy and they're going to win a lot more games than they will. Otherwise Fultonevich can also get them uh, possibly some prospects and help them build their franchise. So if this guy clicks, it's really good for the Rangers. Yeah. So uh, I guess that leaves me to talk about Joey Gallo. I mean, I've talked about him a couple times now. Um, good, solid player can play multiple places in, on the field. Um, again, a guy of his stature, Health is always the big question, in my opinion. Um, will he be out there for 140, 150 games? If you get 140 out of him, I think that's a great year for a guy that's of that size. I mean, 162 games takes a beating on someone who's 250 pounds, six foot five. Um, if he's out there for 140, I'd fully expect him to hit 40 home runs. Um, he's that type of power. And uh, he's got a great swing to send the ball out of the yard. I mean, we've seen the moon shots he can hit. Um, He's a centerpiece of the team. Texas needs to make a decision. Are we going to build around him or are we going to move him? Because I think they have two options. And I think either way, they can make ground. I think he's a good good piece to build around. 27, he's probably in the prime of his career getting getting there at this point. And um, I don't know. It's, it's honestly up to Texas to make that decision. I, I don't think he's going to be on the team at the end of the year. But uh, – We'll see. I mean, I do think 27 is a really appealing age if you're the Texas Rangers. And if you want to have this guy around and be the face of your franchise for the next 10 years, then, I mean, I'd sign myself up for that as a Texas Rangers fan. And it's only. Does anyone know if he's under contract? Let's see. Not sure, Frank. I'll find it. Back check it, back check. (laughs) Back check. Because this might be his contract contract year this is like one of the greatest free agency classes of all time coming up yes it's actually it's really good so he avoided arbitration for a six million two hundred thousand dollar contract this year so he has uh one more year of arbitration and he could be a free agent in 2023 so yeah so if if it's if texas is looking to move him this is probably the year because he's going to ask for big money yeah and he's going to get it. So it's up to them. All right. So I think, uh, what do you guys got the Rangers at? Like how many wins? Is this 60. even a 50 win team? I say, I say 55. I, I think we'll um, get 50. You don't think? They're bad. You got to remember though, like these teams at the top, yeah, they're dominant, but they're not like that dominant. Like Oakland yeah. doesn't scare That's me. That's true. Yeah, yeah, you can I, steal I some games. You can steal some games. Like you never know. Whatever his name is, the guy who came from the Braves, Mike. He could Open have a couple it. good games. You know, yeah. pitch against these guys. 
Yeah, you're right. I'm, I say a 55 win team. Same 58 roughly. on the dot. Okay. okay. I don't know if this is a hot take, but I'm going to give them 65 to 68 wins. Wow. I really think that they're going to be able to compete with the team above them, the Mariners. I think they'll, they won't get buried by any of the teams at the top. I don't think it's going to be that lopsided. I think they'll take good five to six, maybe seven divisional games from, from some of these teams up top. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, think they'll, I think they could scrap their way to 60, 65 wins. All right. So uh, I think that wraps it up for the Rangers. We've really uh, big Rangers fans here. So uh, hey, we're, we're looking gonna, at their future, their future. We're going to get into the uh, Seattle Mariners. Obviously, me and Frank are rocking some nice Ken Griffey Jr. jerseys today. Um, but this is not the Mariners with Ken Griffey Jr. This is not the exciting Mariners. <laughs> this is the up and coming. They're young, but it's not really going to go for them this year. So um, their lineup consists of J.P. Crawford. Um, shortstop involved in the Gene Segura trade from Philadelphia. Not a lot of pop, around 10 home runs in, you're happy. But he gets on base at a decent clip, three, uh, 330, 340 kind of guy, and hits around 240. Pretty solid fielder, and um, you're, you're happy with this defense alone. Mitch Hanniger's in the outfield. Obviously, this is one of the key pieces to the Seattle team. They got to figure out if they want to keep Hanniger around or if they want to um, trade him eventually. Hanniger is going to give you around 25 home runs. You could even see around 30 home runs. This guy's that good of a bat, and he's going to get most of the RBIs on this team as well. He's going to hit around 250, 260, and give you an OBP of 340. Kyle Lewis, the reigning rookie of the year, is coming back off into his sophomore season. He's going to give you around 22 home runs they project him at, and uh, he's going to get on base at around a 320-330 clip with an average around 240. Now, Lewis doesn't just do it in the batter's box. He also does it in the field. He's a really talented fielder. Obviously, watch some Kyle Lewis highlights. Very exciting young player for the Mariners. Then you have Kyle Seeger, who... um, not very happy with the Mariners right now after the, uh, the CEO or president of the Mariners said, yeah, we don't, we're not keeping Seager around, but um, Seager's still a really talented baseball player. He's going to have you around 25, 30 home runs and um, 80 ish RBIs, really s- decent fantasy pickup. If you really need a bench piece, Kyle Seager's your guy. Then you have Ty France, who I'm not super familiar with, but I've heard good things about him. Around a 20 home run guy. He's going to give you a 270 average, so decent hitter. Um, Dylan Moore, also a new guy. He plays second base and the outfield. Um, low average, decent on base percentage, around 300. And um, he's going to give you a little pop in that bat, around 15, 20 home runs. Taylor Trammell, he's a rookie, I believe. He's going to give you not a lot of pop. Um, I don't really see why this guy's in the lineup. He doesn't look to be too great. They picked, they picked him up from the Padres farm system. I don't know. Padres farm. Maybe he'll be, he'll be decent, but they got so many talented outfield prospects that this guy's not going to stick around for a long time. Then you have Evan White. Um, Big time first baseman, you know, he's going to get some nice homers around 20, 25 home runs and doesn't hit for a very good average around 230. 
it's going to give you around a 290 on base percentage, but he can always look to improve. And this is his second year in the league, I believe, second full year. And then catching, you have Tom Murphy, nothing special there. Don't really pay any attention to that. Wow. Uh, this team, this team's young. They got a couple veteran pieces. I mean, they're not, they're, I don't think they're as bad as the Rangers on paper. Yeah, they have a few. I would good, agree. They have a few guys that stand out on this team. I mean, Lewis, Seager, Haniger. Uh, I think I mean, Evan White's pretty solid. What I gets mean, me excited, if I were to be a Mariners fan, is everyone is so young and exactly. everyone has that much potential. So once yeah. you add in those top prospects like Kalenic and uh, Julio Rodriguez in the outfields, along with the starting pitchers like Logan Gilbert, um, and then maybe even Taylor Trammell clicks. Then you got a really solid team around you with these already like average major league players and Lewis, Hanniger, JP Crawford, and you're just going to build around that and it's going to be really, really good. So, so I think we can come to the consensus that Kyle Seeger won't be on this team next year. No. Because um, he's on his final year of his contract. He's 33. And I honestly think he's a piece that is very movable. He could play a solid third base. Um, and I think many teams in the American League and even the National League could use a guy like him to carry them into and help him on their run through the playoffs. I think he's going to be gone by the end of the year. And I think this team is really Kyle Lewis oriented. And I think they're going to be able to put some nice pieces together. I think they're probably a couple years ahead of the Rangers in the way that they're set up. Um, their prospects are already a little more developed. Um, and I think that you get a couple more pieces on this team maybe an ace in there. And uh, I think you're, you're a couple years away from competing for that division. They're not there yet, but I think they're going to scrap more wins up than the Rangers. So, and I think speaking of the um, rotation, I think the rotation is a lot more promising as well than mm. the, uh, than the Rangers. They added the big maple. Uh, and I think the limelight of New York kind of honestly got to him. He had spotlight moments but he wasn't the pitcher he was in Seattle. And I think going back home a little closer to Canada, um, I think he's going to do a little better. So I'm going to disagree with that because he's had like a handful of surgeries and even like a back surgery kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's going to be able to get his velocity up to what he once was at. So he's going to have to mm -hmm. be able to evolve as a pitcher to be successful. So yep. hopefully he can do that, but – I'm not, it's going to be very difficult for Paxton to do that. Yeah. I, I definitely don't think he's their number one, but as a two or a three, I think he can win some games. He's not going to be facing the aces of the other team. So I think he'll be able to scrap some wins up. But like you said, I agree. He's going to have to evolve definitely as a pitcher. And I think he struggled with that with the Yankees necessarily. He was trying to elevate too many fastball, fastballs that wound up getting getting poked out of the yard and he right. just doesn't have the velocity he used to have. I mean, he used to be a high nineties pitcher. He's going to have to learn how to mix in his off speed better. Um, but another name that sticks out to me uh, on this rotation is definitely uh, justice Sheffield, another ex Yankee, but I think um, his, he was actually involved year, in the Paxton deal. So he was in, he was involved in the Paxton deal. And I think his numbers last year actually were kind of promising. It was a small sample size, 10 games, 55 innings, 55 innings pitched. But he did have a nice solid ERA in a 3-5, and uh, he struck out 48 guys. So 
I mean, if he evolves into what the Yankees maybe thought he could have evolved into, he could be a solid one or two on this rotation for years to come. I mean, he's a young guy, and uh, I think he's a nice building piece for them. Yeah, I mean, Sheffield's been around for a while. He was drafted in the first round of the 2014 Major League Draft. Mm -hmm. Uh, The one thing that concerns me is his whip. His whip's Mm -hmm. very high, 1-3. But other than that, maybe he's gotten into some lucky situations. So I think there's a lot of promise behind Justice Sheffield. Yeah. Now, Uh, are all of you familiar with um, the Mariners president and CEO incident that happened earlier this year? I was reading an article about it, but I'm not as informed as I'd like to be. Okay. So basically what happened was the CEO, Kevin Mather, was on a press conference with uh, the Rotary Club in Seattle, like some kind of Rotary Club mm-hmm. or the Lions Club or something like that. And basically um, he just totally was like super transparent about exactly everything that the organization was doing and some of the things that they do that aren't right. Like some of the things like service time issues, because you're not supposed like if somebody's re- ready for the major leagues like Jared Kalenic or Julio Rodriguez, you're not supposed to say we're holding them back because service time. You're supposed to say they're working on like their glove or something like that, just because obviously that's a big players union issue. And by going out and saying something like that about these young players creates huge players union issues. And that's really not good for baseball. So. The Mariners had a lot of internal issues, obviously, but hopefully they can fix that because players aren't going to want to stick around if that's the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just unfortunate because being 22 years old, I don't really, I mean, the, the Mariners to me have always been a bottom team. And that just sounds like from the top down in their leadership, it's just very, it's, it's not looking like, there's solid foundation in that organization and they need that right now. They're, they're trying to reorganize They're trying to rebuild and you have the owner coming out and kind of being unprofessional about the way he's handling his team. And I think that's not what they need. And I think that's why they have one of the longest postseason droughts in North American sports history going on right now. So, I, I mean, they have a longer drought than the jets have right now, which is really yeah. saying something. They probably haven't yeah. made a playoff since uh, you were, you were like three or something like that. Yeah, like, I really don't remember. Yeah. Mariners ever being good. I mean, you watch Griffey clips and it's like, that's prime Griffey in the 80s. You're in the kingdom. Well, 90s most. Yeah, exactly. It's a different world. So, yeah. Yeah. They're not, but that's just not something you want from your leadership, is what the point of that was. So. I mean, the rotation's promising. Marco Gonzalez yeah. can be really Please. good. Paxton, Kikuchi. He's your he's a solid three guy. If I see yeah. Kikuchi, I'm how's the bullpen looking? All Oof. right. Let's go check it out. No names that initially stick out to me. Maybe Rafael Montero. Uh yeah, this bullpen is bad. Yeah. Again, <laughs> I, another I, I can't assume bullpen. that it's bad we're east coast guys you're right um but we would know so like we know like josh Hader. you know like right there's like, no big know, names like, but no there could be some here. solid guys that we're unfamiliar we just with know about, yeah we're, we're i think rafael montero had a good year a couple yeah he's probably, their best maybe. Guy. he's probably their best guy here yeah, yeah he's slated to close so mm-hmm. but no one's that's gonna knock your socks off no one's coming in with uh Mariano type stuff. So 
the bullpen's not exciting. I'd be if I'm a Mariners fan, you're more excited about the prospects that are going to come up. I agree. I mean, these prospects are going to be really good. Well, who are they again? Uh, so Jerry Kalenic and someone else. Kalenic. Kalenic. Gilbert's good player. Yeah, the, I, I think the big question mark coming into the year for them is what they move Seeger for, because he's he's in that four hole, and clearly there's issues in retaining him for the next couple of years. He's 33. He's probably on the uh, the outside of his prime. So what are they going to move and what are they going to get for him? I don't think so. they can get much for Kyle Seeger. Just yeah, the way the past couple trade deadlines have worked out. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good point. Um, mm-hmm. So who's, who's your standout, Frank? I got uh, Marco Gonzalez, the pitcher. I'm gonna go off his 2020 season. I know, I know, it's a small season. He pitched nine games though, seven and two in those games. Well, on the Mariners, seven and two, three point one ERA. His WHIP was under one, uh, one thousand. Uh, his home runs per nine, one. His hits per nine, just a set, just seven and a half. I mean, this this guy had a aspire a really really good 60 games so nine games because but in the 60 game season i think he's going to be the race going into next season he's going to have to carry this rotation if they want to get even close to 80 wins if they want to um i kind of talked about him before but i'm going to go with justice sheffield um honestly because i know the most about him and two because i think he did have a promising year um, I think in a, in a division like this, he can scrap together 12, 11 wins and have a nice solid three RA. And that's what this team needs. This team needs inning eaters. Who's going to get them wins. And in my opinion, that's very valuable for a team that's trying to rebuild and just get their feet back under them. So that's who I'd go with. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Kyle Lewis. Obviously he came off his rookie of the year campaign. He's one of the, He's a young five-tool player, obviously. He's going to steal you some bases. He's going to give you some really good defense. And he's going to do it, do it with the bat, too. If this guy can get around 25 home runs for the Mariners, there's, there's a really solid piece to build yeah, around. And he's, an, win. he's exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least they have someone like that to, to carry this franchise. during. The point. He's a big guy, actually. I didn't realize he's six foot four, six two foot four. He's a big guy. Oh, yeah, if you were to t- like ask me how tall he was a couple days, uh, like five like seconds ago, I would have said like six foot. <laughs> yeah, big. Everyone's yeah. big nowadays, though. So yeah, it's true. The baseball player is evolving for sure. So big question at number three: Who we got there? Angels, Oakland, Astros. Well, I think I have Oakland. Ooh, I got the Angels. I got the Angels too. All right. All right. Uh. Yeah, so the Mariners, I don't think there's really much else going on there. They're an exciting team. They're on the come up. And if you're a Mariners fan, you're excited for the future. But hopefully upper management doesn't uh, piss everybody off to make them leave. So Very true. It's all you're praying for. So. <laughs> all right. So let's get into the Angels now. So the Los Angeles Angels, the lesser Los Angeles team, Still pretty decent. 
Um, leading off, you got David Fletcher, the Fletch, really solid fantasy player. Like, let's cool. awesome. pick him up. He's he's glitch. Um, he plays second base, shortstop, third base, great utility guy. You're gonna play him all the time in fantasy because this guy, all he does is hits. He has he's projected to have around a 290 batting average, and he gets on base around 35 percent of the time. Um, he doesn't strike out a lot, which is big in this day of baseball. He's only yeah. going to break around, around 60, 70 times this year, which is really exciting. And he plays some good defense, too. Then you have um, the Millville Meteor, Michael Nelson Trout, <laughs> the best center fielder in all of baseball and uh, the best player, the best player in all of baseball. If you have the number one pick in your fantasy draft, please don't be like, oh, I'm going to take Ronald Tacuna because he's going to be good this year. <laughs> now, I'd like to add some commentary on Mike Trout. Oh, gosh. Here's a hot take, probably. <laughs> Mike Trout, this is going to be more about his, as an individual. Mike Trout is undoubtedly the best hitter I've probably ever seen in the in the in the past. Ten. He's probably the best hitter I've I've ever seen. I mean, there's Barry Bonds and all those players, but I was a little young, and I kind of take a lot away from them because the whole steroid era. But long story short, Mike Mike Trout's probably the, mo- the best player I've ever seen. Um, probably going to go down as one of the goats at center field, um, but. I continually have a problem with him not being able to win and get a team to the playoffs. I know baseball is a more team oriented sport. And a lot of the times you lose that in your control, but does it hurt him? I'm asking you guys, does it hurt him that he has a terrible track record in the postseason for his overall legacy? Uh it's gonna the people are gonna remember so? people are gonna remember him as the one of the greatest of all time that never won. Yeah, it's almost, I, think, I mean I think that's what it's almost like be. a Dan Marino situation. Now this is more similar to a Kevin Biggio versus a Derek Jeter situation. <laughs> Kevin Biggio, you gotta compare the stats, all right? He has very, very similar career stats to Derek Jeter. All right, 20 seasons in the MLB, similar home run numbers, similar hit numbers, both 3,000 hits, both Hall of Are we talking about Craig Biggio? Oh, my goodness. We are talking about Craig Biggio. (laughs) We're not talking about his son. I apologize. (laughs) Kevin Biggio, 3,000 hits already. That was so (laughs) good seasons. All right. uh, Oh, my goodness. I apologize for that. But um, Craig Biggio. Like I said, 3,000 hits, 20 years in the MLB. But the Astros never really made the postseason with him, so he wasn't able to accomplish those World Series numbers and those postseason numbers that Jeter did. Now, Jeter had almost a full year of baseball in the postseason. Well, Biggio probably only had a few games, and this is why we think of Derek Jeter like this and Biggio like this. So it's it's kind of interesting. Put it out loud. I, but I, I mean, some. I mean, Mike Trout's gonna go. No, down Mike Trout's on a different five, level, probably than, ever. So yeah. I mean, no, yeah. he's on a different level statistically than Jeter. He already has yeah. a better WAR than him, and he's he's gonna go down as one of the best. I think he's yeah, the I mean, best he's WAR in the league. Better than Pujols? I don't know. Yeah. Where is Pujols? But oh, by the way, on this. Uh, uh, I think he's going to be a spot be DH a bench, player. Yeah. yeah. Platoon, um, a platoon. But go down to the three. Yeah, the three hole. 
Um, you got the uh, Japanese Babe Ruth in Shohei <laughs> Otani. Um, apparently, he's Babe Ruth, but I don't really see it. I'm not seeing those 60 home runs a year coming out of him. But this year, he's going to pitch again probably until until he, he does arm out again. Yeah. <laughs> um, Shohei Otani's been there's been a lot coming for him since 2018. He did have a solid like solid couple starts in 2018 but other than that it wasn't really anything crazy um i want to see this guy be able to start maybe 10 games if that's realistic and maybe hit around 20 25 home runs and this this is one of the best players in baseball because of it i think go ahead frank Sorry. I think I think Otani could have benefited immensely if he would have pitched last season. Like he could have been the MVP of the league if he pitched and hit well last season. But if he can put it together in this longer season, then I'd be very impressed. So, in my opinion, he's a good player. He's solid, nice swing, kind of a longer swing, and he's a freak athlete. I'm a, a guy who can throw 96 on the bump and then go hit home runs 420 feet. Uh, is impressive. There's no doubting that. But um, clearly an injury-prone type of player. He is uh, sort of a prima donna with his body, I would say. He clearly has issues. And I think the Angels have mismanaged him his whole career in the Major League Baseball. And um, I think what would benefit a guy like this is managing his games better. Um, maybe taking him out of the outfield in the seventh and eighth inning when they're up. Um, and I think he should not be in the starting rotation. He should not start games. I think he should be a reliever, in my opinion. He has the stuff that's on top. I mean, when he's on, he's very hard to hit. Bring him in for an inning or two at a time. Save his arm. He's going to be less fatigued overall. And I think him as a player would benefit much more. They're going to get much more out of him. And I think he overall would be a better player coming out of the bullpen. Right, that's just, I agree that's with just that. my opinion. Because what you can do with that now is you can do double switch with Otani and Pujols. So you can take yes. the pitcher off, put Otani in, give him two innings, maybe three innings if he's really mm-hmm. feeling it. And then you put Albert Pujols in the lineup who's going to put fans in the stands because obviously he's one of the greatest ever do it. So Yep, yeah. And I, yeah, like we said, he clearly has arm issues. And, and maintaining and there's not much you can't take a lot away from him. i mean like it's hard to maintain the body of a field player and then a pitcher it's i mean you're taking a, a lot of care on your arm when you're in a 162 game season and i think getting him in 20 30 maybe 40 games as a reliever you're going to get a lot more out of him than maybe maybe 12 to 15 starts I mean, as a starter Otani doesn't play the field. He's just DH'd and pitched. So he started in um, 12 games as a pitcher, and he's DH'd 214 games. So decent track record for hitting. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't. He never played outfield? No. Oh, I thought for some reason I thought he was an outfielder. He's a big guy too, also 6'4", 210. So it's the major league build right now. Big, big dude. Move to their number four guy, uh, Tony Two Bags, Anthony Rendon, <laughs> Beast. Best I mean, third baseman, maybe in the AL. I think he's the best third baseman. Ooh, he doesn't give you those platies though. Nolan gives the platies. Yeah, but no, Nolan also don't give that. Don't give that consistent of a bat. 
All right, we'll, just, we'll, we'll argue about this another time. But Rendon, <laughs> yeah, he's solid. He gets on base. He could even get on base 40% of the time. He's that good of a hitter. He's a beast, yeah. He's going to give you around a 280 to a 300 average. And um, he's going to give you like 30 home runs, 100 RBIs with this lineup. And, yeah, fun, fun player, really talented. Justin Upton, he's still – he's pretty old, right? Like 35, 34? He's Man. been around the block. He's been around. he's been around. He's been around. They've they've had him for a while. He's uh their center fielder. I'm pretty sure. Uh, Jared Walsh. Uh, he's I don't know much about him. He's a first baseman. He's got to catch the ball, make some plays. Probably a pretty good hitter. Going to give you an average of 250 on base, 317, 20 pop, 25 homers. I like the guy at seven, Dexter Fowler. I mean, mm-hmm. he's he's a hard player. Fifteen homers give you, he'll give you an average of two thirty. I think he'll even do better than that. Uh, on base at three twenty, he's pretty quick for. I think he's getting up there in age. So, Jose Iglesias, did they pick him up from the Tigers? I think he was on like the or he was like on some random team last year. I'm not really. Really, uh, let me fact check. Yeah, I think he's, the Orioles. I th- he, he's pretty solid, though. I mean, 283 average, a contact uh, contact first guy on base of 320. He'll give you nine homers. Not that great. Big ribby guy. I mean, he's only 31 years old. And uh, in Baltimore last year, he hit yeah, Baltimore. 373. Damn. So he had a, he had a hell of a season. Yeah. yeah. I know you, you, you guys both have the Angels at three, correct? Yes. In this yeah, division, to, yeah. To, so yeah. I'm just going to go out there and say they're my two in this division. And I honestly think this lineup has a lot of promise. I mean, if they stay on the field, it's a solid lineup. My biggest question is moving to this rotation. Does this rotation scrap together second in the AL West? I don't know. It's honestly going to deal about health. Quintana was a nice pickup. Um, and where do you put Otani in that role? Because, I mean, if Otani came over and – becomes what he was was in Japan. We were talking about an ace in a rotation. So it really depends on what how the starting pitching rolls out, in my opinion. Because I mean the hits are going to be there. I don't I don't know if the wins are going to be there in the rotation though. I mean, yeah, like what you said, this is one of the greatest um veteran lineups in baseball. Mike Trout, Anthony Rendon, Shohei Otani, Albert Pujols, Dexter Fowler, Justin Upton, all these guys, I mean they're solid veteran talents and they're going to yeah. give you tons of hits, tons of home runs. And it's, it's really good. The rotation just isn't really there. I mean, Franco, do you want to break down the rotation? Yeah, this rotation, this rotation, this rotation is not that good. You got Dylan Bundy. I mean, he saw, he was solid actually. Was he last year. You think he, I think he was, to be honest. I believe Bundy has been actually pretty good the past couple of years. Yeah, I mean, I think he's a career four four ERA guy, which isn't terrible in this day and age. No. Um, last year in eleven games, he had a three two nine. I mean, he's a solid four. I mean, he's a solid two or three in the rotation. I mean, he'll get you the wins, but he's going to get tattooed once in a while. Um, I think Jose Quintana, Quintana could come out and have a decent year. Yeah, I mean, Jose I Quintana, I like him. I like him. I like he's him. a really good three starter. Yeah, I agree. 
Alex Cobb is in the four hole. He's mm-hmm. gonna get he's same like he's gonna get you major league innings. If you're the Angels, you're not really too worried about it. Yeah. Who's this guy? Who's this guy at one? Andrew Heaney. 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 Do you know much about him? Let me see his track record. Now, Andrew Haney has been in the league since 2014, drafted in the first round of the 2012 draft by the Miami Marlins. Now, Haney, um, over his past three years, he's pitched to an ERA of 442 with a 1.5 home runs per nine. 2.5 2.5 bad balls per nine and 9.7 strikeouts per nine. So he's going to get you major league innings, but he's not their ace. I think Bundy's their ace. Maybe Quintana could give you a potential ace season, but Bundy's their ace by far. Now take this into consideration. What happens, like I was saying before, if Otane becomes the ace and he he becomes a 20 I don't game think he guy. will. I, don't I mean, do you think he has the ability to? I've been waiting around since 2017 to see Otani be that guy. And I'm like, it's been four, four years almost. I don't yeah. think it's going to happen. I don't think yeah. it's going to happen. Yeah. He's going to so, give you innings as a pitcher. They got Joe Madden's got to figure out where he's going to put him. Yeah. I think, yeah, we'll see how he manages him. Um, moving to the bullpen Oof. again. Iglesias is the only Russell Iglesias is the biggest name you see there. Yeah. Solid closer. But after that, kind of reminds me of like a Rangers or a uh, Mariners. No better than the, the Yeah, nothing nothing better. that's going to blow your socks off. Maybe a little lower ERAs. We're pushing into the threes now. But uh, inning eaters, again. Their lineup's just that good, good, though. Their lineup, like, doesn't really need too much. Yeah, I think they're going to make a lot up in that lineup. I mean, whenever you have Mike Trout in the lineup and then you add Rendon, I think I think they got an opportunity to be solid. So, I think I, I think uh I think sometime in this uh in this year, I think Joe Adele's going to get a starting role. He's one of their prospects that came yeah. up. He's on the bench right now. And they also got a guy in the in the that's also a prospect, Brandon Marsh. He's a beast. Outfielder. I mean, Dexter Fowler's getting up there in age. Upton's getting up there in age. Those two guys can fill those roles. And, yeah. I mean, they could be good guys. They could be good assets. I think Joe Adele's going to be really good. Yeah, so. Joe Adele's re- – like, he's going to hit a lot of home runs. He's a big, mm-hmm. big dude. So, I'm, I'm excited to watch this guy play. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. this is going to be overall a solid team. I think age might catch up to him in a 162-game season. Mm-hmm. But um, we're going to see how the depth can counteract that. Their There's depth is seen, solid. Yeah. Like yeah, they seem like they have solid depth. Kurt cool. Suzuki, Franklin Barreto, Taylor Ward. There's all like yeah. decent major league guys on their bench that are going to help. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, they also have Phil Goslin in their minors. So yeah, it's decent bat. John yeah, Jay yeah. at the bottom there. That's a throwback. John Jay. John Jay. <laughs> Anthony Bemboom. All right, in the minors. That's a good name. Bemboom. Don't know about him. Yeah. <laughs> all right so wh- how many wins are we giving these angels 80 i'm putting them like right at 500 81 yeah. wins yeah 80 yeah, i think we're gonna be an 85 that. team win or yeah right. win team, excuse if me. if they click they're easily yeah they're easily 85 yeah i agree yeah i think a lot depends on health 
and pitching. And I think I think the top three teams in this division are going to be within ten wins of each other. So it's totally. going to be a tight it's going to be a tight race. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, if one of the Angels pitchers goes down, I'm worried. But I agree. If pending health, this is very solid team. Yep. Can they compete for a wild card spot if they do the traditional playoffs? I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe. No. Maybe we'll see. Maybe a really, 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 a really, really, really small shot to make it to wild card. Maybe. This the A's a- were a wild card team last year, right? Yes. Yeah, but right. every team was a wild card kind of thing. Oh yeah, because oh, yeah, the COVID season. Playoffs Have they come reason. out with how they're doing the playoffs yet, or no? No. I hope they do it. Like, I hope they do it like they did last year. It was cool. No, I don't. I don't want to deal with another three game series. That was stressful. Mm, well, yeah, especially as a Yankee fan. All right. Um. Anyway, we're going to move on to my standout. Uh, I'm just gonna keep it nice and easy. Michael Nelson Trout, Millville Meteor, absolute best player in baseball by far. Um. Past. Uh, let's just look at his career. Mike Trout's on base percentage is 418. He's had years with a 460 on base percentage, 440 on base percentage. He's also had years with an OPS of 108, 107, very frequently. In 2018 and 2019, he's had OPS pluses of 198 and 182. And oh, by the way, in the past five seasons, since 2016, he's hit 29, 33, 39, 45, and 17 home runs. And yes, that 17 home runs was only in 53 games last year. So Mike Trout, best player in baseball by far, best hitter in baseball. And he's going to give you a solid glove too. He's not really gold glove caliber, but he's a really, really good glove. So Mike Trout would be my pick to win the AL MVP every single year. And if you're playing fantasy baseball, like I said, pick Mike Trout. Yep. Definition of a five-tool player right there for you. 100%. Um, my standout, we talked about him a lot, Shohei probably. Ooh, um, okay. If he's healthy, all pending mm-hmm. his health, how many games he plays. Um, Joe Madden projected 130 games. I think that would be a win for them based on his track record. If he played 130 games and put mm-hmm. together a solid 20, 30 home runs and uh, was actually on the field. Now, how many uh, starts can you see Otani getting? I talked about this before. I, his ideal role in my opinion is a You want to see him out of the bullpen. Yeah. I want to see him out of the bullpen. I mean, if you get 20, 30 home runs out of a guy, yeah. and then you have him closing games or as a setup for you, right? and he gets another 20, 30 games in there, I mean – I don't think you can ask for much more. There's no one in the NMLB who even comes close to something like that. Yeah. Um, now, what if he pitches like 30 games and gives you 60 innings, something like that? You're happy if you're the Angels, right? 100%, I think. Yeah, totally. Especially because you're getting a 20, 30 home run guy. Yeah. We know the bat's proven. It's, it's a matter of does his arm stay in one piece for a whole year? We'll see. Yeah. I think he's going to be hurt at some point. I think he'll be hurt. He'll have some little nagging injury. I think they'll put him on the 10-day, maybe once or twice. But if you still got 120, 100 – Yeah, exactly. If you get 120, 130 out of him, I think it's a good year. So, Mm -hmm. I got um, Tony Two Bags, Anthony Michael Rendon. My beast. 2019, third third in MVP voting, 
I mean, after looking at his stats, he really could have been the MVP. But I know, I know Cody. Was it Cody or Yelich? One of them was Yelich. Uh, I think it was Yelich. They both were insane. Um, in in 2019, he led the league in RBIs with 123, 126. Led Ooh. the league in doubles with 44 hits. He didn't lead the league with hits, but 174 hits. Average of three. Could swing the bat. Boy, yeah. I mean, OPS was 10-10. Ridiculous. Wow. That's Good that's ridiculous. Head. Yeah, that's now, ridiculous. Do they take, do they take an L in the field with him? No, he's a great glove. He's good. Not as good, not as good as Arenado. Like it's not Nolan, not Nolan, but Nolan, Nolan, Nolan's talking best. about probably the Let's best. See how Nolan is without that Colorado. <laughs> Don't rock on Nolan. This is MVP right. Nolan season. I'm telling you, but this is not a I Nolan. Like Nolan. Podcast. I like Nolan too. I this like is, Nolan. This is a Western podcast. <laughs> yeah. So, the Angels' solid offensive lineup. Uh, pitching's gonna be suspect. They gotta move Otani. We think they gotta move Otani to the bullpen. I mean, on to the next. I got Oakland at number two. Oakland, yes. Oakland's my three, but we'll deal with it. All right. They're interchangeable. Ooh, actually, I think I may have to agree with Ant. Go look Ant, at their pitching, though. Ant did his research. I did do my research. And All right, Franco. Look, run I don't the think there's many down. teams separating or many games separating these teams, so I don't. I don't know who's right. Who, you know, who, I mean, Mitch Moreland's better than ha- like half of the people who were on that Angels team. Mitch Moreland after after Mike Trout, Rendon, and uh, Fletch and injury prone uh, Otani. Who do you have? Justin Upton is better than him. The Fletch. Oh, uh, the Fletch. Yeah, he's the got Fletch. He gives you like, Mitch Moreland was good like four years ago. <sighs> this team's better. I'm sorry. No. They, Ant's right. Yeah, but look at their pitching. Frankie. Okay. All right. Let me just break down this lineup. Look at Let's do it. Ramon Laureano, really solid five to a player, what? young guy for the A's. He's not nothing really special, though. He's going to give you around 25 home runs. Just, just solid, solid outfield play, you know. He's going to steal some bags, too, rounds. 13, 15 bags, and um, said it's going to give you a batting average around 250 on base percentage rounds, 330, and uh, yeah, he's just your solid everyday center fielder. Mark Canna, um, I picked him up in fantasy last year, and apparently he's really not that good, but um, he's still going to give you 22 home runs and uh, 250 average, 350 on base percentage. Solid, solid player, but don't pick him up in fantasy. Um, Matt Chapman. The one of the best fielders in the game of baseball, gold yeah. glove winner. Um, I think it's a platinum glove winner. Yeah, I think he is too. That platinum glove, I love that. Beast, that thing is sweet. It's sick. But um, anyway, Chapman's gonna. He does it with the bat too. He's gonna get you around thirty home runs, and you're really happy with that defense on the hot yeah. court. And they then, sleep on this bat, to be honest. A lot yeah. of people don't think he has a good bat. He, he's not bad with the bat. No, I mean, I could see a nice little platinum glove, silver slugger season coming up for mm-hmm. Matt Chapman because he's the top third baseman in the AL. So, mm-hmm. um, Matt Olson, you know, big time first baseman. Mm-hmm. Not a huge batting average guy, but he's going to hit around 240 and get you around a 340 on base percentage. Mm-hmm. On top of that, he's their bomber. And the four hole is going to hit around 35 to 40 home runs and yep. give you about 100 RBIs. This is this is their power. He strikes out a lot, but he gets the walks in too. So Matt Olson, mm-hmm. very talented. 
Um, Sean Murphy is their catcher. You know, just your solid average major league catcher. Nothing, nothing really crazy going on here. Mitch Moreland, Franco's guy. Franco, you want to talk about uh, Mitch Moreland? <laughs> I was just, I was just pointing someone out. But... Is, uh, Franco's a big fan of Mitch Moreland, and uh, you know, hey, Mitch Moreland. Look, if you're gonna make comments like that, you better come out with. Some yeah, you gotta back it, it behind off. it. I think Shohei Otani's gonna be good. Um, he's gonna give you around 20 home runs. You know, um, average, really not there, 240, but his OBP is 320, so he's he's decent. He's a he's gonna give you power too. Um, Steven Piscotty, this guy's been around the block, yes. you know, yep. Cardinals hasn't really found a spot for himself, but maybe he breaks through this year. He's going to give you around 15, 20 home runs. They project him at 18. So I see him in that range. He's just an average outfielder, good glove, but nothing really special going on there. Elvis Andrus coming in from the Texas Rangers. Yep. Um, is he a good fielder? Uh, I think he's average. So yeah, far. he's like an average, slightly below average fielder, I believe. Yep. Doesn't doesn't really get anything special for me, counting like how good the shortstops are nowadays in the MLB. But if he could, he's be, been around for a long be, time. He used to be really good. Yeah. Old Texas Ranger that was when they were yeah, good. When they were early good, two yeah. th- early 2010, 2011, when they were made their World Series run. That's mm-hmm. when I remember Elvis Andrews being good. Yeah. I think he's tapered off a little now, but he is what he is, a veteran presence on a team. That was their big acquisition, I think. Yeah, that was their – if that's your big acquisition, that's an issue. Um, Then you got Anthony Kemp at second base. He's going to split time with uh, Chad Pinder. Okay. Platoon role kind of guy. But nothing – honestly, besides Chapman and Olsen – the lineup did not stick out to me. No, at all. there's nothing really special going on. But the here. thing about Oakland, the the theme with Oakland, the past probably five five years, they win games. Like they don't look the best on paper, but they somehow scrap together wins. I mean, they so did that's lose. What always, they lost a couple guys, I believe, this off season. I they mean, did lose a couple they lost guys. Liam Hendricks. Liam Hendricks was the big loss. Uh, Liam, yeah, I'm not sure who else, but it was. It sounds like they want to move, like Matt Olson kind of thing they want to like i don't know all i'm gonna say what is they, that? Beat, they beat the white Sox in the playoffs but this they did right. beat the white Sox in the playoffs i mean that's just that's that team on paper looks like the orioles to the yankees on paper i mean this team's not good on paper but they win games like anthony just said they're scrappers like they're oakland scrappers small ball like when i think oakland i think money ball in the movie and stuff and how they <laughs> play, used to play baseball but like seriously like this is like a small ball lineup no one's getting paid super big money here and you see right. like frankie's talking about it like matt olson probably deserves the big contract coming up they, they probably him. won't pay him because yeah. oakland doesn't pick up any big contracts they let probably the best reliever last year go because they didn't want to pay him money so this is just the type of team that finds farm system players and wins with, with small ball players. Now, I was going to say uh, Oakland should do the same thing that the Raiders did and just move down to Vegas, but um, <laughs> I don't know. Speaking of which, that stadium PR. needs to go. Yeah. That calls, that thing is like worst falling apart, it looks yeah. like. I mean, it's they have kind the of, worst money in the league, and they have the worst stadium in the league. Nothing's kind of really going for Oakland except that they're pretty solid. They're a pretty solid team. Like, yeah. But that's the only thing they got. Their fan base seems pretty fun. If you've ever seen them at the games, they seem like yeah. a good good crew. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> now, their rotation is good. 
all these guys are going to get you major league innings. There's no like, is there a standout here? Bassett have a good, had a good year last oh. year, didn't he? Jesus. Lizardo. Okay, yeah. So Chris Bassett, solid guy, major league inning. Like everybody in this rotation is really like they're gonna they're gonna give you major league innings, which is more important than anything. Um, Lizardo, Jesus Lizardo, really good. Um, Frankie Montas, solid pitcher. Um, mm-hmm. Sean Manaya was coming off a really hot like 2017, 2018. Yep. Um, if he gets back to that form again. That's scary for Oakland. And then Mike Fires, he's been around the block. He's been all over the place, but he's really good pitcher, you know. Stanton's not a fan of him. No. He also did like that like wor- like whirlpool mustache thing going on for him. Like he what, was Fires the guy who came out and exposed thing. Houston? Yes. I thought he was. He's yeah. the rat, but he's yeah. not like a Canseco kind of rat. So <laughs> Fires yeah, Fires has got a little heat behind his name. Yeah. But um for a number five in the rotation, we'll see how he does this year. Yeah. And I think that honestly brings us to the biggest question on this team. Bullpen. Bullpen, bullpen, right? bullpen. I mean their bullpen's good though. Their bullpen's good. They are they gonna be good. able to replace the best reliever in baseball with Sergio Romo, Trevor Rosenthal, Trevor Rosenthal, no, and Nick Turley. No. I don't know. You know, Eastman's actually a sleeper. He's they, they have really a good. solid rotation through and through. But when you take a guy out who gets you thirty saves in a hundred sixty-two game season, maybe even more, can you replace it? I don't know. I mean, saves aren't really like the most important stat. Saves are kind of more like if you got put in the situation to get the save, did you get it? But there's obviously I disagree like, with that because look at a team a couple of years ago with uh, the Mets, right? Mm-hmm. And the Mets could not close a game out. They were a, an average team, right? Who was right. competing in games late, late into the game. Right. And, and then you put in closer. Edwin Diaz. Exactly. And he, in blew roles, the game. Right. And he blew 15 <laughs> games at the end of the but, year. But, but, but Edwin Diaz on the Mariners was getting the saves in the high leverage situations for the Mariners. So we talked about him. He, we said if it's he interesting. Form, he'll be really yeah. good. I don't know. Yeah, saves, like if you, yeah. I'm not sure. Saves are like I'm just trying to compare weird. it to like Trevor Rosenthal versus Liam Hendricks. Is Liam Hendricks is probably going to put you plus 10 in a win column as opposed to Trevor Rosenthal. Ooh, and in a division like that. this, it's I think so. 10 war. Plus 10. Yeah. That's what do you mean? Oh. Trevor that's, Rosenthal, I mean, you're comparing to Liam Hendricks? I don't know. I I'm think not compa- He's going to blow games that Liam Hendricks wouldn't blow. Yeah, Hendricks is scary. All right. Um, their bullpen's really good. That's that's the best part about this team, I'd say. 100%. Bullpen. Um, really? Yeah. Do they put together like a Tampa Bay Rays a, team? I think their pitching as a whole is pretty good. That starting rotation's pretty good. Pretty solid. Um, it sounds like with some of these guys coming out of the bullpen, too, they could do starter situations. Like what the Rays did, mm-hmm. opener. This is yeah. like a Rays team. I mean, they have the same. Yeah, this reminds me of sort of like a worse Rays team. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. So yeah, let me just get into my standout. My standout is going to be Matt Chapman. So, Matt Chapman obviously came up in 2017 for the A's, and he's he's already won two platinum gloves. Uh, and he's been a one he's been an all-star once not a huge dude you know six foot but he can really do it with the glove um Mm -hmm. besides the glove obviously we all know he's 
the best in the game. Like one of the best, obviously. But in 2019, he had 36 home runs and 91 RBIs, all while having plat platinum glove defense. This guy is a potential MVP if Oakland is good and he can really get it going for the A's. Mm -hmm. So if the A's end up at the end of the season, maybe I don't think they're going to push 90 wins, but if they push 90 wins and this guy produces a similar season, he's obviously going to be in the MVP talks. So Mm -hmm. Uh, my standout kind of not really a standout, more of a sleeper, but I think he's has the potential to have a great year is uh I think Bassett, Chris Bassett, could have a, a good year leading that, that rotation. Mm-hmm. Last year, very promising numbers on a small sample size. 11 games, 63 innings, 5-2. and two, That doesn't really tell you much. But with a 2-2 ERA and a 1-1-6 whip, I, I think he, has this, he showed the promise. 32 mm-hmm. years old, maybe a little out of his prime, but sort of evolved his pitching game to maybe pitch the – a different style than he did younger in his career. And uh, maybe he found his, his niche in Oakland. And I think he, he could have a big year for them. He could, mm-hmm. he could get 15 wins if he really. Um, 15 wins. I love it. Solid. Yeah. And he's going to lead and he's more of a veteran presence. So he's going to lead all these uh, younger guys like Frankie and Sean and uh, Jesus. I mean, I mean, those are all three young young pitchers, so he's a nice yeah. guy to have. My uh, standout is my boy Matt Olson. Thirty six homers, ninety one RBIs in twenty nineteen, hundred thirty hits, gives you an all right batting average, just above two two sixty two sixty five. This day and uh, age, I love that. On base three fifty, OPS is like eight 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 to nine hundred, close high eights nine hundred. Uh, Solid bat. I mean, guy's going to hit a lot of home runs. He's probably their second best player on this team. So, yeah. This is the best duo of Matt's, I think, baseball has ever oh, seen. Yeah, 100%. So. 100%. Now, Matt Chapman's name is actually Matt. It's not Matthew, which is kind of interesting. Really? Oh, Just Matt. Yeah, Matthew. Actually, um, I, didn't, I didn't say his middle name. It's uh, Matt Kent Olson, if you'd like to know. Matt Kent. Matthew Kent Matthew, Olson. Yeah. It's Matthew. Um, how many wins do you guys got? 85. 85. 82 on the head. Honestly, after like going through this and the Angels, I think the Angels are the better team. Thank you. (laughs) No, just because listen, frankly, you're making like it's so crazy. Like these teams aren't, they're a couple wins off of each other. It could go either way. Rendon and Trout over Olsen and Chapman any day of the week, right? 100%. But who else is on that team? You're not David seeing Fletcher the lineup. Really, David Fletcher can't hit. <laughs> David Fletcher on, can't hit. <laughs> hold on, let's pull up the stats. All right, oh, hold on. You Here can't... we go, Franco, with his hot takes with no statistical analysis. I'll give you a hot you take. You cannot disrespect doesn't the make the playoffs. I'll give you a hot take. We're not saying they're going to make the playoffs. We're just going to say they're going to finish above oh. the A's. Oh. Oakland's going to make the playoffs if they're second in this division. Probably. Hold David on. Fletcher can't hit he's with his a, 292 career, career batting average. Yeah. Career. Can't hit. Wait, why'd you do career? Why'd you do career? What 319, 2020. 319. What? I thought we don't talk about 2020. 275. 
All right, let's talk about uh, 2019. 290. 290 and 154 games. He's not a good hitter. (laughs) He's not. What are you talking about? Then why don't we talk about why don't we talk about why don't we talk about him as the best shorts, one of the best shortstops in the league then? Because he has the best he's a utility guy. Oh, yeah, okay. I agree. Okay. I'd compare him to like a low end DJ, you know what I mean? Sort of no, like that. Oakland's role. winning this. Uh, Oakland's gonna be second in this division, I guarantee it. Guarantee all right. David I'll take, Fletcher, I'll take. he's guaranteeing it. David tell me Fletcher. one hey, give me a quick tell me one pitcher better than any of those five pitchers. In the rotation. <laughs> take Max Fires over anyone in that Angels rotation. No. Bundy. Bundy breakout. No Bundy. That's about it. But Bundy, <laughs> Bundy breakout. <laughs> I mean, there's no they have no pitching. And then their bullpen I, so I, ass. <laughs> <laughs> the Angels, I'm sorry, they're not good. <laughs> Mike Trout and Rendon. They know Tani's going to be injured again, so it doesn't really matter. David Fletcher got MVP votes. Big big fan of the Fletcher. Right, you know what? Well, okay, Fletcher, Fletcher's top five. George's <laughs> top in the league. All right. Um, yeah, we're just going to move it on to the number one team in baseball. You already know what we got here <laughs> because we got the Houston Asterix. Um, the Houston, I'm not even gonna, not even gonna go there with it. But um, yeah, we're not a big fan of this team, but they're pretty good at baseball, I have to say. So, <sighs> I'm gonna tell you one thing: it doesn't really matter because the Astros are gonna win the division. Yeah, <laughs> very true. I think, I think Oakland and the A's could maybe fight for a wild card position, that second wild card. Yeah, you but said it, Oakland and the A's. Yeah, you mean Oakland and the Angels. They could, they could maybe. I don't know. Um, Starting off at one with the man, the myth, the legend. Man, the myth, the midget. <laughs> Jose Trash Can Altuve. All right, how tall do we think this guy really is? He's five <laughs> five, I think. Yeah, he's. They list him at five eight. Five six. No shot. No way. There's no shot. He's five eight. I saw him on the field. Five, he's five six. No, no, no. He's five six. Okay. Standing next to Judge, Which, he looks kind of small. Well, well, I mean, I could, uh, you could I'd look small. Yeah. <laughs> Six, seven is um, no joke. Big. That's the truth. Yeah. Big guy, big guy. All right. Jose Altuve. I mean, he's good. I'm sorry. He's a good, he's a really good second baseman. He's probably a top five second baseman in the league. Uh, I mean, he just is. Uh, his counterpart in, <laughs> in crime, uh, Carlos Correa. In crime, literally. Carlos Correa. Um, he's gonna, he's, he's, he's one of the best shortstops in baseball. He's going to give you around thirty home runs, maybe even a hundred RBIs. Mm-hmm. Um, Brantley, he's really underrated. I love this guy. Mm-hmm. Solid, solid baseball player. fan. Obviously, not recency bias. Not a huge fan of this guy, but he's going to give you around twenty home runs. Um, he's really good hitter. He's hit three hundred previously, and He's going to be a 290, 300 kind of guy. So he's solid. Uh, then I have next in the four hole, Alex Bregman, who a lot of people have been telling me, don't sleep on this guy. But um, I don't know. I'm dozing off. Yeah, I don't really see Bregman. <laughs> I don't, I don't, not a big fan of any Astros players. And I was the most likable guy is gone in George Springer. So very true. 
Bregman's going to give you 30 yeah. home runs, 100 RBIs. Uh, it's going to hit around 270, 280, and give you around a 380 on base percentage. But it's not really likable. Sorry, but it just not isn't. At all. Yeah. Pick him up in fantasy, though. It's a tough for us yeah. to talk about. Um. Uh, you got Air Jordan, Jordan Alvarez. <laughs> He's good. He's good. He's, like he's, solid. he's solid. One of the best young bats in the game. He's not Juan <laughs> Soto, but this guy's going to give you around 270, 280 average and get on base around 100 points higher than that. So big strikeout guy, though. Big strikeout, big power. Yeah. 30, maybe 40 home runs would be pushing it. But Jordan, he's got a sweet swing. Uh huh. Yuli Gurriel, actually. Yuli. He's not really talked about in this Astros team as much as he should be. He's kind of old. Best but, player in the game. Mm, I have to disagree with that, but he's the most interesting hair in the game. We can <laughs> give him that. Uh, he's going to give you around 20. They project him at 20 home runs. I can see him even getting around 30 home runs. He's just that good. And batting average, around 270, OBP, um, 320, 3-10 kind of guy. He's not really the best, but he – he makes contact with the ball all the time, which is really important in today's game. And it's really crucial for that Astros lineup. Kyle Tucker had a really good um, past season. I know that. And uh, if he breaks out, that's very dangerous for the Astros and rest of baseball in general, because this guy could even be popping out around 30 home runs a year, giving you around 90, 80 RBIs, hitting 260, 270, giving you a uh, 230, 240 on base percentage. Yeah. Martin Maldonado, like I said, catcher, he's going to give you uh, innings behind the dish, but nothing really special here. Around 10 home runs, 311. Uh, good glove, I think. Yeah, good glove. Defense, defense first catchers are always important. 100%. And then you have kind of the weak link in uh, Miles Straw, but he is fast and he's going to get you around 30 stolen bases they're projecting him at. So mm-hmm. wow. this is their speed racer. And I know they have a Ledmus Diaz on the bench, so he might split a little time with him. Yeah, it seems like there's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of rotation going on. These guys are pretty yeah. versatile. Um, I just hate to say it, but the Astros are by far a really really solid team. I can see them even posting around 95, 98 kind of wins. It's just that good. See, I. I may be slightly biased, but I tend to disagree with that statement just because if we move on, when we move on and look at this bullpen and this rotation, I'm not impressed. I think pitching is their, their weak suit. Mm. The lineup is solid top to bottom, no doubt. But if you look at this rotation, can Zach Granke at 30, whatever he is years old, lead a rotation, 37 years old? Yes. yes. He's that good. He's that good. Lance yeah. McCullers is a beast. I mean, isn't he coming Jose, off a UCL tear? I don't know who would have to say that name. Or Kitty. I think he, he got hurt in spring training. That was they signed um, Jake Odorizzi because of that. That's a Jake good Odorizzi pickup. is a, a pitching machine. Yeah, he's um, a beast. He's not. No, he's, like a, he's like an Iron Mike. I'm comparing him to. We'll get, like he throws over the like top he's... flat and he gets tattooed. Yeah, and has oh, been in Minnesota for a while, so you, you're uh, yeah. familiar. Twins fans familiar. absolutely dislike Jake Hunter. They loved him. Then he yeah. moved, and he yeah. blew a couple, like, playoff games. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, a career ERA of 392, 8.6 Ks per nine, 1.2 home runs per nine, and 1.2 whip. So he's he's a major league pitcher, you know. It's, it's a, a good trending four. downward, it's a good though, four. in my opinion. He's definitely a good four guy. 
he's gonna get you winnings. So yeah. that lineup is Ant. That lineup is so scary. That's and yeah, guys, they're a good lineup. You guys, but you guys are I mean, forgetting about one guy who's uh in their uh prospect. Uh, oh, Forrest Whitley. Forrest Whitley. Now this Absolutely. guy's been a top prospect since like 2016. Like he's been all mm-hmm. over the prospect list, and he just never, never really panned out. I believe I he had that, Tommy John. Yeah, he had Tommy. I think John. he just strained his UCL again. Yeah. So, so he's gonna miss the the 2021 season. Yeah. So who knows? Um, I hope he gets back. This Help. this is, and then we move on to the bullpen. This is a team, in my opinion, who had one of the stronger bullpens probably two, three years ago. Mm-hmm. I think they've kind of fallen Ooh. off. They've, they've kept, Pedro they've kept like one year. of them. They've kept like one of them. With Ryan Presley is the only name that I remember. Joe Smith. And, uh, Joe Smith. Ryan, the guy at the bottom, Ryan stays. Stanek. Stanek. He's Stanek. from the Rays and the yeah, Marlins. He's good. Marlins, yeah. Um, He's good. Pedro Baez. Be solid. Pedro Baez, Dodger. He was their setup guy. He's good. They have Steve Sage says no, that's not the same guy. Oh. Right. Yeah, this is this is a not as this is not as good as 2018 Astros bullpen. No, it's, it's not that impressive. It's yeah. average. Yep. It's average, yeah. There's no impressive bullpen in this division, to be honest. Besides the A's. Besides the A's, maybe, yeah. The A's have yeah. a really nice bullpen, yeah. I mean even after losing Liam. I think after like going through the Astros, this is going to be very competitive. This division may be more competitive than we believe it to be. I agree 100%. I think they're a 90 win team max, 92 max, probably. The issue with that projection is I just see guys that have potential to hit 30 home runs, like from one to seven in their lineup. That's how good they are. Uh-huh. Yeah, and they're in a weak division is the thing. Right. It could either turn lopsided quick or it could stay competitive like I think it's going to be. Because you, you look up and down the division, there's no, like, Cy Young candidates. No. There's I nothing. think it's going to be a high-scoring division. They're going to – top to bottom, they, there's going to be hits and there's going to be runs. Ooh, we but, forgot about well, someone. Does Verlander get back this year? I don't we think so. Verlander, yeah. Um, Good Good thing you thought. So he could be sidelined until the final month or two, but no, that's it's they're they're not gonna let that happen. (laughs) They're not gonna hurt JV. No way. Also, thirty-eight years old, coming off of a what did Peter's UCL? Yeah, Yeah. TJ. I mean, he's not recovering as fast as a twenty-two-year-old is. Let's just put it that way, you know. And they're not gonna rush him back to hurt him, like you said. So that, yeah. that, that, in my opinion, that leaves it with is Granky and McCullers going to be able to head the lineup or head the rotation? I think so. This is a good regular season team. Yes. Playoff yes. wise, I don't good. think they're going to pan out. I, I mean, you have one and two. And you, you, do you think you can get two wins out of a Granky and McCullers one two punch? I don't know. You get one. You get one. And you're happy. Maybe. I mean, you're talking about yeah. Granky going up against the. Uh, Garrett Cole or uh, right. uh, Tyler Glass now. I mean, you're talking about elite-level starters. And then right. is he going to be able to hold his own? He's a great pitcher, but I don't know if he's – I don't know if he's – he might be outside his prime at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right, so I guess it's time to get into uh, standouts. So as we're talking about how 
they may not be able to win some playoff games. I'm just going to put it out there that Alex Bregman, only 27 years old, his birthday's coming up. I just rounded it up. But um, career-wise, he's been a really solid major league player. Actually led the league in walks in 2019, which is pretty impressive. This guy gets on base a lot. He had a 423 on base percentage and a 296 batting average. Um, on top of that, just a casual 41 home runs and 112 RBIs. This is their young gun. This is the guy who makes it happen for the Astros, and he's just super talented. Mm-hmm. One of the best in the game. Not Obviously. that likable. No. None of these Astros are likable anymore. No. I mean, I don't I know. Like, especially one. with their track record. You could like a Kyle Tucker, and you could like Zach Ranke just because Zach Ranke's like just – it's been around the block a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Other than that, Bregman, just he stands out to me, but I'm not really a fan. So Now, before I get to my standout, I just want to get your guys' opinion. Is is there someone in this lineup that's replacing George Springer in center field with no. his glove and with his power? Kyle Tucker's good. He, you, he you're comparing George him to Springer, a proven though. George Springer. No, he's, he's not the leadoff bat that George Springer was, but he's still a solid like top 10 outfielder i don't think they're gonna miss george springer though he's not gonna get replaced but i don't think they're gonna miss him as much as people think no i mean yeah, still i got jose altuve in the lead off yeah i mean he i mean he was he should be lead off like well george springer's one of the best lead offs like the, the best in the league so he is yeah. the best probably yeah uh so who's your standout at my standout on this team is probably Michael Brantley. Okay. Michael Brantley is not really a standout necessarily. He's just Mr. Consistent. I mean, he's going to mm-hmm. be a two hit, one hit guy. I mean, he's going to, he's the type of guy who's going to get on base. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's what they need out of the three hole behind or in front of a Bregman that could put, that can drive him in. And uh, I think they signed him to a two year deal when they brought him back. There was some rumor about him going to, the, the Jays, Jays I went think. to the Blue Jays for like five for like minutes. two days. Yeah, yeah they, and then the deal got nixed, and they brought yeah. him back. I think on a team-friendly two-year deal. Little fun I fact think he's for great you. for his money. He was part what? of the uh, CC Sabathia deal back in two thousand and eight. He was nine. a Yankee. No, he was part of the uh, trade to the Brewers. Oh, okay. So, little fun fact for you. Didn't know that, but um, yeah, I think Mar- Michael Brantley, the definition of consistency in the lineup. I think he. I think he does to this lineup what DJ does to the Yankees. He gets on base, you know, sort of that's that, that type of comparison. A lot of hits, a lot of bases. I mean, in 2019, like his OBP was 372 with a 311 batting average. 2018, same kind of thing, 309. Solid guy, VA. really solid. Yeah, he's, he's getting it done. I didn't quite understand why Cleveland got rid of him. Maybe he had one year in the dumps, but then they were pretty easy to get rid of him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I true. mean, after that World Series run, you'd think you'd want to retain such a talented player. But yeah, Cleveland does ever... Cleveland, you know? Exactly. Now, um, my standout is uh, Jordan Alvarez, Air Jordan, yep. rookie of Air the year, Yorder. 2019. Absolute beast. Uh, Absolute average was beast. in 2019, he was three, 313 batting average, OPS of uh, 1,067, uh, on base percentage. 412 gave you 30 homers almost 80 rbis guy's a beast considering he was a rookie he came off 
he I think he was hurt most of last year. Mm-hmm. Yes. He didn't play yeah, he that bad. much. I mean, he played was he rookie of the year. He was rookie there in 2019. Yep. He's a beast. Yeah. Beast. And just Big a bat. fun fact, quick note, uh, Jordan Alvarez and Yuri Guriel are the Cuban Missile Crisis. Like, that's their nickname for some reason. I don't know. Big I saw it I, when I looked it Chapman? up. So. I guess I guess they're like <laughs> they're the Cuban Missile Crisis in the middle of the in, in the middle of that Astros lineup. So fun fact, just throwing it out there. Yeah, he's a man among boys, 6'5", 225. Big, big, yeah. big dude. Big big dude. Not a great fielder, though. No. I will say that. No. He's definitely a liability DH. on the field. Yeah. DH. He'll become a DH. Yeah. All right. I like this Astros team. Now, wins, 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 wins. Wins. What are we thinking? I'm thinking 90, 90, and we fluctuate. It could be down. It could be up. I think 92 max. Realistically, probably 89, 90 wins. Okay. Frank? I'm putting them at a max of 100 wins. Wow. And a minimum of 90 wins. Okay. Okay. I want to say this team is just that much better than ever. Like, I want to say they're going to pull ahead with the rest of this division, Mm -hmm. but it's really difficult for me to do that because I think this is a tough division to break down. It's just that the pitching in this division is just so subpar. It's difficult. Yeah, yeah. very diluted. And and uh, if you put Verlander on this team healthy, I don't even oh. think the division would be close. There's no question. There's no question. But wouldn't be close. Now the rotation, in my opinion, is kind of in question because you don't have that lead dog. Every every team in the division, their rotation is similar. Like there's one guy that you're like, oh maybe, and then everyone else, they're just like inning eaters, and the line exactly done. Exactly. That's a good that's a good term for them. But it's gonna be an interesting season. I can't wait to see how it pans out. Does yeah. anyone know what Sports Illustrated had it projected as? Because I'd be interested to see. The Astros? Yeah. Um, no, no idea. Sports Illustrated knows. Like they said they were gonna win the 2017 World Series, and they did. But little did they know what they were doing. I don't think they previewed it yet. I don't think they've done it on the year yet. They usually do it like a week out. Yeah. Yeah, because just in case like somebody big gets injured and hurt. Training. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um <laughs> yeah. I'm interested so, to see. So. Final takes on this division. Do we like MVP caliber guys? Who do you who do you guys got? Trout. We got Trout. I, uh, we say Trout. I think it's unanimous. I think Rendon could do it too. Rendon. I Rendon's not putting up better numbers than Mike Trout. Yeah. I know well, he isn't, but eh, maybe he is. Maybe if Trout gets hurt. I'm gonna say I got a uh, Matt Chapman and I got Ooh, Alex sleeper. Bregman. This is the best like division of third baseman, I think I've seen. I think it's yeah, the best division. They, of third that baseman. is true. Very, they have a lot of very talented on the hot corner. It's the best division of third baseman. They have oh, the best yes, third baseman division. Any Cy Youngs in this uh, division? No. no. I'm just gonna oh, go with no. no. Too. The starting pitching is awful. It's awful. Bad. Um, bullpen no. standouts. Not really. Not really. Maybe Ryan Presley is the best reliever in the, in the division. <laughs> he's not, he's not right. in the league, though. No, 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 no not division, in the league, division. but in the division. Yeah, in the division. No. Um, I would feel much. Huh? Rookie of the year. Rookie of the year in this division. Um, are they considering Kyle Tucker a rookie or no? No. No. Kyle Lewis just won it. Uh, who? 
Joe Adele, is he a rookie? Joe Adele's not going to get a ton of at-bats. Yeah, that's mm. true. Yeah, no standouts really for rookie of the year. Maybe Shohei, if you could put together a whole year, they're considered. Oh, yeah, he's going to win uh, rookie of the year again. <laughs> again. Steal yeah. it from Andujar. <laughs> oh, my God. Get back. All right, um, so fun, we'll do a fun thing like we do uh, like every podcast. Uh, if you were to combine each three aspects of this each team in of the division, what would you do? Like, who would be your offense? Who would be your pitching? And who would be? I your like bowling? that. All right, I would so have- I'm going Astros lineup. Agreed, hundred percent. All right, then you go Mariners rotation. Whoa, I like that. I'm gonna agree. They do have good pitching. They do yeah. have good pitching. Well, no Astros. one else has really good. The only right. one other one I would do is Oakland. And then we're going Oakland's bullpen. Yeah, I like something it. along I those like lines. It. I like it. Maybe I mean, you could maybe swap out starters. Starters with Houston. Yeah, mm-hmm. just to have Granky in there, but but I like, switch it up a little. I like yeah. the Mariners' potential. I do too. I do too. They're solid. I um, mean, they're not that good, but all right. So consensus: we have Astros lineup, Mariners pitching, and then. A's bullpen. Yep. Yep. Good team. Good team. Good um, team. Now, so since this is our final American League episode, we got we to gotta figure out this playoff picture. So standings-wise, what we projected would be the Yankees, would be the team in the, that wins the AL East. We have the White Sox winning the Central, mm-hmm. and we have the Astros winning the West. Yep. So our wild card teams – I'm going to put the Blue Jays. Okay. And you guys are going to hate me for this. I'm going to put the Angels in the wild card spot. I would change that out with the Twins, but that's me. I'm going to tell you one thing. There's four teams that could be in the the AL wild card. Oakland, Angels, Rays, Blue Jays. Yeah. It's it's interchangeable. And Twins. Twins twins are there too. Sorry, I forgot about them. The Indians aren't going to do it. It's one of those five. It's going to be two of those five teams. Now, uh, now, like, talking about the p- old playoff format, I kind of like the new one. Yeah. I 100%. told you. Yeah. I, I kind of liked it. It's something different, you know? They've been doing the same thing for a while now here, but let's say we have the old one. So, the Yankees will play. You're going to assume the Yankees are the one seed? Yes. I'd say I so. Think, I think the Yankees are a clear one seed in the AL. Okay, so we'll be playing whoever wins the wild card, right? So the Yankees will be playing – let's give it a nice – ooh. Do we do a Blue Jays-Twins wild card game? Yeah, I, I like that better than our Angels okay. or Oakland. I'm thinking the Blue Jays would probably win that. I think the Blue Jays got it too. And then I think the Yankees will play the Blue Jays. And then the Astros will play the White Sox. Yep. I think I the say, White Sox take that series. Against I say the, the White Sox take it. I say the Yankees take it. I say the Yankees, White Sox in the, what do you call it? And I hope the Yankees win. ALCS. Yeah. We're, we're like the most basic podcast of all time. We got the Yankees, Dodgers in the World Series. It's got to happen. It's got to happen. Um, for years, they've been talking about it. It's, it's got to be. The it Yankees. needs to happen. This yeah, is like the – I feel like the American League's kind of – like it's – I'm not saying it's weak, but like compared to the National League right now. I agree. I think the I think the AL is weaker than the NL. 
this division is weak. The one the one we yeah, just talked about is weak. very it's not a very and the central's weak too. The east is fun. Central's though. weak. The east is fun. It's fun. This is still a good division. They're both still I mean Central's still a good division. Yeah. I mean, I kinda team. slept on the Astros last year and they snuck into the CS. The Astros so, are gonna be exactly. they're gonna be good. So we'll see. Right, never know. Southside's got something brewing, though. They're cooking it up. Ooh, they are Yo, cooking. Luis the thing that hurts them, I know I wasn't on the podcast for the Central, but the thing that hurts them, in my opinion, is youth. And I don't see a clear leader. Jose Abreu. How many playoff games has he ever played in his career? One. Yeah, but he's older. He's older, but I'm talking about a, a that's true guy when they get to the playoffs. I mean, you got to carry them Selena. through that mentally. You got Dallas, Dallas Keuchel, Keuchel in your rotation. Yeah. Who's Keuchel will get tattooed by a team. Yeah, he will. But we'll see. Right. I'm not that. I, to be honest with you, I know a lot of people are high on the White Sox, and I just want to throw this in there because I wasn't there. But I still think the Twins are going to win the division. Okay. Wow. Hot take. Hot take. The do Twins are good. More, do we have any more comments? <laughs> no. This is a good I got pod. nothing. All right, good pod. All right, everybody, thanks for listening. Um, if you stuck it out to the end, thank you so much. Um, you probably enjoyed. You probably learned way too much about David Fletcher and some random guys <laughs> on the Mariners that you t- definitely do not care about. But uh, hope you enjoyed. This can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. So, yeah, just check it out. Keep checking us out, Everything Baseball Podcast. And, yeah, thanks for joining us today, Ant. All right. You're welcome. Appreciate the time.